Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 534 in Soundgarden with Bax and Dangle and Rock 102. You know, I heard that song a different way. Uh, it is going to be sunny with a high of 82 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you'll be listening to the podcast later on today, you may want to check out uh, the fact that it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. All right. You know, uh, some people would think that uh, this show doesn't give you 100% yeah. Of, uh, of the entertainment value that you're paying for? We give you 98.992%. Today, whole show, maybe arts and crafts. Arts and crafts? Arts, farts, and crafts. What are you talking about? Uh, there's a woman who's written a book called, uh, well, the actual title is something different, but this is like the paraphrased version of the uh, the book. Uh, this is the one we can't say the name of on the radio. Crappy yeah. Caf- uh, Crappy Craft Club uh, by uh, Sam Reese. There you go. She's a TikToker that does unbelievable stuff with like glue sticks and bedazzlers. Uh, you, you wouldn't believe it. You know what? I have, I, you know, with all, all the stuff uh, I was looking at in that book, I'm probably sitting on like half a million dollars worth of art supplies. If you get a hot glue gun, yeah, this is your lady. So there's, uh, we'll talk to her. Also, we have uh, tickets to uh, the Oktoberfest of the Student Prince for Friday or Saturday. Uh, the keyword, the cash, and a bunch of other stuff, too. What does that have to do with arts and crafts? Uh, I'm going to make like little uh, paper dolls out of them and say, Happy Oktoberfest. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. It's 536 on Rock 102. Here comes the money. Here we go. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel. On Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 82 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 83. It is 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Stevie Nicks has said that uh, what's the point of getting Fleetwood Mac back together if Christy McVie isn't there? You can't replace her. Without her, what is the band? Actually, she went... (laughs) She's like channeling her inner Bob Dylan. Yeah. She uh, all but confirmed in a new interview with Vulture that Fleetwood Mac is done and will no longer perform following the November 2022 passing of uh, singer-songwriter and longtime band member Christine McVie. They've uh, replaced people before. (laughs) Yeah, um, the entire band of Foreigner is not the, or any one of them, I don't think, is the original band member. Or maybe one guy was there like, has been there since maybe the late 80s. Yeah. There have been like uh, 400 different members of Fleetwood Mac since the 60s. Yeah. And not all of them had Christine McVie in them. Yeah, but I think she's speaking about the stuff they all did together. Gotcha. So, well, Stevie Nicks, she probably she's probably just getting old and doesn't want to do anything anymore. Can you blame want, her? I don't want to go on tour. I'd be the la- At her age, that'd be like the last thing I'd want to do. Sitting on a bus... With a bunch of musicians all getting high and drunk and watching stupid videos. No thanks. Well, I, Much it, rather stay at home. A lot of these artists br- don't even want to play. Remember Tommy Lee was accused of, of using backtracks yeah. to do drums? Like I, They're all you, doing it now. But you have to get to a certain point in your life where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Just 
listen, let's just charge $700 a ticket and put the uh, put the backtrack listen, on. Listen, every day I'm trying to stay sober, and you want to put me on the road to do what? Yeah, I know. Uh, we all saw Taylor Swift kicking it with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman at the Chiefs game on Sunday, but somebody else was in her posse. His name is Sean Levy, and he's directing Deadpool 3. And now there's all kinds of speculation that Taylor's going to be in the movie. Who will she play? The consensus is Dazzler, a rock star slash superhero with the power to turn sound vibrations into light and energy beams. She does that already. Yeah, Dazzler spent some time in the X-Men, so she's uh, uh, in that universe with Deadpool and Wolverine. Doesn't she already uh, blast out rainbows and unicorns every time she opens up her mouth? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty much. That's That's what I thought. I believe she rides everywhere on a unicorn. Sure, right. That private jet just flying around her friends and family. She's on the uh, flying (laughs) unicorn. And speaking of Taylor in the NFL, Sunday night's game averaged 27 million viewers and peaked at 29 million when you count everyone who watched on NBC Peacock, (laughs) uh, NBC Sports Digital, and NFL Digital platforms. And one last note, the NFL put a joke in its Instagram bio that said, quote, Chiefs are 2-0 as Swifties but they removed it because fans were not amused. Well, fans aren't, but Taylor Swift fans love it. That's why they're watching the game, because they want to see her in a suite. The more I read about the people that are getting really upset, they're they're really upset that she's dating this guy, this uh, Kelsey dude. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're really upset about Why? I don't know. Why do they care? Because they, I don't know, they're saying it, it's doing damage to football or something like that. It's it's not doing any it's, damage it's, to anybody. It's not, but I find that amusing that people get upset about that. What are you What are you getting upset I, about a pop star dating a football player? I mean, this is a, just like in high school. Maybe you, that's what it is. Did you get all upset when a supermodel was dating a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback and Tom Brady? No. no. You actually thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, but Giselle Bunchton is no Taylor Swift. That's the difference. Actually, I think it's the other way. Uh, Taylor Swift is no Giselle. That's true. Well, looks-wise, true. But famous? Net worth? Probably yeah. even. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's got a little bit more money than uh, Giselle Bunchton does. Uh, Giselle's got a big, fat bank account, which makes her look that much more attractive. I know, but after this big Eras tour this year, yeah, you who might knows right. what's going to happen. Variety uh, ranked the best Halloween movies ever. The top honor went to none other than Halloween. Halloween. It's uh, followed by Hocus Pocus and Trick or Treat. Why? In know. God's name would Hocus Pocus be in a top ten list of anything? That is one of the top Halloween movies uh, of all time. I don't even. That says to me I've never watched more of a Halloween as a Halloween movie. Yeah. I don't know. What a dreadful piece of tripe that is. What did you call it? A dreadful piece of tripe. On uh, Naked Attraction, that British dating show that everybody's talking about, potential partners are fully nude. Right. And they revealed one body part at a time, and they start with the feet and work their way up. So you got to have good-looking feet if you're going to do this. So if everything looks good up until, like, the neck, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But if you're, like... If it looks like you've been in some sort of industrial accident yeah. to your face, this, that could change the course of of well, the entire show. Well, what this means is that when someone is choosing from a bunch of guys, their junk is going to be revealed before their torsos or faces. 
See, I don't like the way men are being sexualized in this show. So someone asked the executive producer if guys are, you know, doing things to themselves so they'll be bigger when their uh, packages are revealed. And he said, maybe? Well, like uh, what? He said, when the screens are down before we start, it's hard to know what they're doing. A few of them pull in their stomach. Okay. Yeah. And that's supposed to work? Yeah, pretty much. I I, I wouldn't be good on this show. I'd look like one of those... Uh, those bags, the uh, the enema bags. Yeah. Remember those old uh, those rubber things with the little nipple on the end of it? Yeah, yeah. I do. That's uh, you? That's what I would huh. look like. Interesting. Yeah. All plumped out on the side with a little nub hanging out at the bottom. <laughs> be a good show to be a part of, wouldn't it? Yeah, huh? No kidding. Uh, let's see. Do we have anything else before we get into that uh, that dirty gal there? Kim Kardashian? No, I think we're done with that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and Kim Kardashian. Actually, 67-year-old Kim Cattrall is now the new model for Kim K's skimswear. Getting, oh, no a little, getting a little older lady action in there. All right. Well, Kim must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had an older woman experience was when I gave Ray J some some crow's foot noggin in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Okay. Ta-da! And- <laughs> And Caitlin? Well, I got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the sweet pineapple payoff. I'll have to look that one up. I poured her out a little Johnny Depp. What are you trying to say? Oh, what's a Johnny Depp? It's a mega pint of Baby Maker's Brew. <laughs> it comes what? from a micro guri. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I bop the top and drop the slop right into the pastrami butterfly. <laughs> you should see the papoose. I can only imagine. <laughs> That's your Hollywood treasure. I'm going to do ah! Hey, this is Matt with Hamden Homebuyers, and we buy properties cash in any condition in any price range in Western Mass. For over a decade, home... Do big-name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want. Selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, this afternoon, the Boston Red Sox be spending the day taking on their remote controls to watch the opening round of the Major League playoffs. You know, the ones they've missed two years in a row. Today you'll have Game 1 of both the National and American League Wild Card Series, the best of three game series that the Red Sox will get to enjoy without all the distractions of having to participate in any of them. Nevertheless, for those of you who might vaguely remember what the Major League postseason looks like, let me see if I can give you a little refresher course of what's about to happen in the next couple of days. Today in the American League, you'll have the Wild Card Series between the Rangers and Rays and the Blue Jays and Twins. The National League, you got the Diamondbacks and Brewers and Marlins and Phillies. Whichever team wins two of those three games will then advance into the divisional round. I know it's uh, been a while, but does any of this sound familiar? 
Well, let me see if I can break it down even further. The winner of the Rangers Rays Wild Card Series will advance to face the top seeded Baltimore Orioles. The winner of the Blue Jays and Twins will face number two, Houston. In the National League, the winner of the Miami-Philadelphia Series will face the top seeded Atlanta Braves, and the winner of the Arizona-Milwaukee Series faces number two seeded uh, Dodgers. Is everybody with me so far? Good. Because perhaps one day the Boston Red Sox might find themselves in a position in which their regular season play might justify being included in a playoff series. I mean, can you even imagine such a thing? Granted, it's hard to when you've just spent the last two seasons in dead last with the same crummy sub-500 record of 78 wins and 84 losses two years in a row. But of course, I would remind everybody that the Red Sox finished in last place in 2012 only to win the World Series the following year. That's not going to happen next year, of course, but it should at least give you something to chew on for a few months. In the meantime, please enjoy the thrills and excitement of postseason play. You know, the stuff that everyone else is going to enjoy miles and miles away from here. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Steel Chainsaw, the orange and white workhorse. You know where to get one? Rockies. You know where you can get a steel chainsaw sharpened or repaired? Rockies again. A steel trained expert technician. You'll find one at every Rockies Ace Hardware location. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. That's Classic Rock at 612. And the Black Crows of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 82. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. We're talking to uh, Sam Reese. She is the author of uh, Crappy Craft Club. It's actually not crappy. It's another word, but I can't use that one on the radio. I think we're all adults here. You can figure it out. Uh, But she'll be uh, talking about her brand new book. It's all about... uh, Maybe one of some of the most insane uh, bunches of craft uh, projects you've ever seen in your life. Well, just do the uh, the Dom Dom way, uh, the Shippy Craft Club. Yeah, I could do that too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, you know, I want to talk about something, but but I, this, I'm like I'm like a little kid when somebody dangles keys in front of me, I gotta look. You know, <laughs> I just uh, stumbled across this video of it's a 3D printer that makes steaks that you can actually eat. Yeah. And I, and I really, uh, eventually I want to watch the entire video to find out, because it looks like they're putting ingredients in, the guy's touching the screen, going protein and all this stuff, and you can marble the steak, uh, and they're calling it the future of food, that they can reproduce food by a machine. Uh... Anytime I've had food that's been processed to yeah. that degree, it always tastes like garbage. Well, I don't know, man. These people are eating the steak and the hamburgers and the fish. The fish. You 3D print a fish. What happens when you get to the squid? Oh, I'm sorry. Your squid's not ready. We ran out of ink. <laughs> ah, you see what I did there? How about that? But how cool is that? That's awful. No, 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 no. Come on. Embrace technology, Bex. Well, I'm not against technology, but, I mean, you know, to me, if I'm going to have a delicious, juicy steak, I want a cow to have sacrificed for it. Uh, Yes, but if the cow is not available, you can just print one up in your home. Yeah, see, but... And you can uh, add the whatever marbling you want, you can add to it. See, but I can't even imagine that the stuff that makes 3D printers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or the, the, the stuff that's used for 3D printing can taste good. Well, I don't know if it tastes good, but I mean, all these people are eating it, and... Uh that doesn't mean jack squat. A lot of people eat a lot of crappy food and, 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 and don't even blink an eye. You know, the more I look at it... You ever been to an Arby's? Yes. Well, they they haven't been. Well, they've been two D printing those those roast beef sandwiches. Three <laughs> D printing actually be an upgrade. 
I think uh, I think Arby's was like, uh, you know how they model sex toys after people? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's kind of what they did with Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> they made a mold. We've got the meats that no one else wants to buy. Uh, all right, so then we're, we're done with the 3D printing. I'll, I'll have to I'll watch the entire video later. I, I got to uh, I gotta give a shout-out to uh, to Flurry's Outdoor Power Equipment in East Hampton. Uh-huh. Uh, I had my uh, my mower. uh wasn't working. The thing just stopped running. Like, it stopped moving. It, it was a drive belt. needed all this stuff. But okay. it's like kind of a labor-intensive thing. I don't really have all the tools and all that stuff to do that. Or the patience. No, and then there was a couple other things on there that needed to be fixed. Uh, I went down there like a week and a half ago, and uh, I walked in there, and I told them, and I'm thinking, oh, they're probably going to pick this up like next week. And the guy goes, oh, I'll pick it up in like two hours. And he came wow. to the house in two hours, and he picked it up. And then uh, I was like, oh, I wonder how long that's going to take. And then yesterday, so that was like it was just over a week, and I get a call going, hey, it's uh, it's all ready. We can, uh, we can drop it off uh, in a couple hours. And I'm like, okay. Wow. That's, you know, that's uh, yeah, for, for a, okay, so it's the end of the mowing season, but yeah. that's, a, that's like the, the end of the beginning where people get their mowers serviced. And sometimes it could take yeah. months before you ever see that thing back. Yeah. Well, wow. uh, it didn't take months. It took uh, only days. And uh, now I got it back. Yeah, I like that. The, the, the whole small business thing. You're not dealing with like a like a corporation that's sending you text messages and updating you and asking you if you want this or that uh, to add to the services that are already done to the, the thing. Matter of fact, uh, I didn't even get a call uh, asking me to, like, upgrade anything or are you sure you don't want to do this or are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. It was like, fix the thing that's the problem, and that's the, that's the deal. You know, I got to tell you, uh, not for nothing, but given the choice, I think I've said this before, given the choice between buying something from a national chain yeah. or going to a local ma and pa local locally run business. Yeah. I almost always find the little ma and pa place a little bit more customer uh, friendly. Well, because they care about what they do, and they're not. You know, well, they have to be better. Just, they live here, but you're not just like another number, right? At, at a at a big box store, let's just say. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there, there was a guy. There's a guy over in Indian Orchard. Uh, I think it's called Household Appliance. Okay. Appliance uh, parts. It's a parts place for yeah. for parts. Very years ago, I had a problem with a refrigerator that I got, and it was going to cost me like a, probably five hundred dollars to fix a thousand dollar fridge, you know, to get the all the parts, you know, and yeah. labor and everything with it. This guy over at that household appliance place, he he walked me through the whole process and told me how easy it was, and I and it was only seventy five dollars as opposed to paying five hundred for a repair. You know, that's the kind of person you'd go back to mm-hmm. hey you helped me that time i'm definitely gonna go buy some more stuff from you next time now perfectly good example uh years ago i had myself a beautiful hoover vacuum this thing was a, a hoover beast. vacuum a hoover a hoover a ho- I, didn't, I didn't i didn't hire a hoover to do it with my vacuuming no but she can suck up them things around the house too i don't even know what you're talking yeah. about yeah Anyway, my point is this: uh, you know, occasionally a vacuum cleaner, like any machine, uh, goes on the uh, craps the bed. Well, uh, I called around, say, "Hey, who do you know that uh, fixes vacuum cleaners?" I'm thinking, well, because if I, am I gonna have to bring this to uh, the store which I bought it, or am I gonna have to, uh, you know, buy a new one? And I went to City Vac, City Vacuum, when they were still in Springfield. Now oh, they're yeah. in Chicopee. Tell you what, 
Those guys were like so happy to be working on my vacuum cleaner and so happy to finish the job. I was like, you know, anytime I almost want to break this thing intentionally just so I can keep coming back here. City Vac, that was the what's his name? Uh, I believe his wife owned that. Uh, Phil D. Remember Phil D. The 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 oldies guy that used to play oldies on Saturday nights on, yes. uh, on that other radio station in town. Yeah, yeah, that was his, that's his wife, I believe. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because there was nothing but dudes working in there when I was there. Well, maybe. I mean, that was twenty something years ago, so maybe uh, maybe the hands have right. changed over the years. Well, my so point is yeah. exactly to what you're talking about. Sometimes yeah. the like the the locally owned small business is where you really get things done. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's a perfectly good example. I mean, I had a, I had a vacuum that, uh, you know, you know how it is when you've you've got vacuuming to do and you can't do it because your vacuum sucks. Yeah, both literally and figuratively. And uh, you go to a place like that, and boom, nothing but satisfaction. I used to, uh, whenever my uh, late wife would need a new vacuum. Yeah, I would know because I would come home and it would be hanging on a rope. From the balcony of the house, <laughs> as if uh, you know we've killed another one. We yeah. need to go get one. See, that's that's the kind of um, hint that I would probably not even see. I'm so oblivious to those kinds of things that. Oh yeah. no, you couldn't miss this. Yeah. This was as soon as you pulled into the driveway, you could see it hanging from the second story porch, just I hanging see. there, yeah, swinging see, yeah. in the wind. Yeah, and I just know myself. I do everything I can yeah. to uh, not address the. The hanging appliance off the window. That that was my cue to go get a new vacuum. Gotcha. Because otherwise... Uh, well, you should have brought it to City Vac because, honestly, uh, they would have fixed that in no time flat. No, nah, I think this thing this thing had uh, seen its day. It, it was a little outdated, if you will. I was told by the City Vacuum guys, they don't make them like that anymore. Like it was such a workhorse. They said, this is... This is the last of the great vacuums. The, la- the last of the great vacuums, but at least there's somebody out there that knows how to fix them. You know, that's that's huge. I'm telling you, it's and so it's it is so hard to find someone who can fix stuff because you know, the big box stores they don't fix stuff. They 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 try to weasel you into buying a brand new one. Yeah, but see the the big box stores what they'll do is they'll just give you a new one. Like yeah. the easiest way, wow, you got a bad product, here, you just give you a new one. And they do so much volume of that stuff that they're, they're allowed to do that, which you wouldn't be able to do with a local uh, with a local business owner. But I'd rather have somebody local spend the time on something and take care of it. I agree. So, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm pretty confident in the, in this in this mower repair. And, yep. uh, I was pretty impressed by the way things go. So shop local. All right, it's 621 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Munson say. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 627 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 82. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. We'll have the keyword to cash after 8 o'clock uh, this morning. Your chance to win $1,000. Also, uh, tickets to the Muddy Oktoberfest, which is uh, happening this weekend. On Fort uh, Street with the student prince. I'm gonna have to head down there. It's fun. Check it out. It's a damn fun time. You got music. You got beer. You got big giant pretzels. There's no reason not to enjoy it. I like the big giant pretzel with I the like cheese it. sauce. The beer cheese. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes it's like a little mustard sauce. That's um, awful good too. Is that that's like the stone ground mustard, isn't it? 
Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Ground mustard, yeah. so good. I like a good schnitzel too. Don't uh, a schnitzel or yeah. a shank? That's I've, good. I've heard that about you. You like the schnitzels sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, you like that flopping around in your mouth? Huh, I don't sure you? do. Yeah, a little yeah. schnitzel. Yeah, you betcha. You want to laugh? Yeah, all right. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. All right, a truck loaded with Worcestershire sauce. What's this here sauce? Yeah, is driving through Saskatoon, Saskatchewan when it collides with a Nissan Qashqai, right? <laughs> Okay. The, the truck then careens down the road and hits a car from Massachusetts, injuring the two uh, otorilarajalologists inside. I don't sure. Know, yeah, right? Okay. Uh, one of them, suffering from schistosomiasis, has a myocardial infarction. A bystander witness to the entire event uh, sees this whole thing, quickly calls to report the accident on his whoaway. Right? <laughs> his whoaway? Whatever. I don't know how you say it, right? The uh, the emergency operator asked the bystander, oh, oh, my God, what happened? And the bystander goes, it's hard to say. <laughs> you get it? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It is hard to say. Because of, uh, you know, the Worcestershire <laughs> sauce and the Saskatoon and the Saskatchewan with the Nissan Kawashi yeah. and the Orthon and the Lava 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 yeah, yeah. is in the shine of It's hard to say. It is, yeah. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. You're very uh, welcome, just, Steve. Uh, loading, loading, loading the web pages. It's like I got these tabs open, right? Yeah. On, on the page, and I switch back and forth between them. And all it is is those little dotted wheels moving around. Yeah. Like really, 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 really slow. You remember when um, we used to judge the internet based on the baud rate of the dial-up connection yeah. to America Online? Yeah. And uh, when they went to like 36.6, we thought, oh my God, it's just like blinding speed. We could only dream of that kind of speed here right now. We can only dream of it. And, uh, you know, uh, at that time when, when we only had dial-up internet and we weren't even using the uh, internet in here, uh, we had newspapers and we had things to, to, to look at. We had what was known as source material. Source material. Now I've got Bing. Oh, it's finally loaded. Would you like to hear some news? Uh, all right. Uh, one person, this is this. Sad story. One person is dead and two are injured following a serious multi-vehicle crash on Chicopee Street Monday night. According to the spokesman for the Chicopee Police, one person has died and two people are in the hospital following that crash uh, Monday evening. It happened in the area of the 600 block of Chicopee Street just before 9 p.m. Police blocked off a portion of the road while redirecting traffic, but the road has since reopened. Two people were taken to Holyoke Medical Center where they're receiving treatment for minor injuries. uh, And 22 News will give you updates on this uh, as they become available. Springfield police officer uh, Greg Bigda was arrested in Palmer over the weekend. What? Yeah. According to the Hamden DA's office, Bigda was arrested on Saturday by the Palmer police on charges of OUI, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, and marked Lane's violation. Oh, this is going to be a real uh, real problem with him getting his job back. Yeah, it's going to really, really taint his career, this one. 
He was in the, this. This yeah. is a thing that people are going to hard time getting past. He was arraigned in Palmer District Court Monday and released on his own recognizance. He's scheduled to return to court on Friday, October 20th. Big Dick was previously accused of assaulting and threatening two juvenile suspects in 2016 after the teens allegedly stole an unmarked police cruiser and led them on a chase from Springfield to Palmer. In December of 21, he was found not guilty on all charges. He filed a lawsuit in Springfield Federal Court in June of 2023 in an effort to get his job back. He is currently on paid leave. Uh, Springfield Police Department spokesman Ryan Walsh said that uh, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy that Greg Bigda had too many drinks over the weekend. I guess it's pretty serious. Uh, They said that uh, Superintendent Cheryl Claproot is suspending uh, Bigda without pay for five days, the highest level of discipline she can hand out. This uh, the case will be also sent to the board of commissioners for their review. You know, if you can't drive drunk in Palmer, where can you drive? Drunk? Well, I don't think you're supposed to drive drunk in Palmer. That's that, what, that's why the Palmer police pulled them over. That was like one of those coming of age things over there. Come on, kid. You, nope. My dad said you couldn't drive a car without learning how to ride a stick shift. In Palmer, you can't learn to ride an automatic vehicle without having a beer between your legs. Now, the the general. <laughs> The general false assumption is that if you're a police officer yeah. and you're pulled over for operating while slightly intoxicated, that yeah. you know the, you know the, uh, the 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 blue, you know the, the back the blue, the, the, the boys the, in the blue, the, the blue yeah. line, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know the police protect their own. Yeah. But you know, considering you know who we're talking about here, they pull them over in Palmer and they say, "Hey, do you know who I am?" Yeah, that's why we pulled you over. Yeah, could you uh, get out and follow this thin blue line across the road? Well, there's three of them. Which one do you want me to walk on? The middle one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. while while we have you uh, here detained, w- would you mind talking to a couple of uh, Springfield kids we picked up? Yeah, 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 come on. They could use a little pep talk. That's what he could be in his retirement age. A Motivational life co- life, speaker. Life coach. Yeah, yeah, right. Greg Big, the life coach. <laughs> you know, he would be a candidate for the Steve Nagel of college of knowledge. <laughs> You never leave your keys in the car running outside of a pizza shop, even if you are a cop. That's right. Yeah. And you never drive through Palmer drunk. Uh, there's, well. Allegedly drunk. Allegedly drunk. Allegedly driven allegedly, through Palmer. Allegedly, allegedly drunk. Allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. There is a new development in the Cara Rintala trial uh, yesterday, or this morning, actually. The jury is starting their deliberations from scratch. The judge presiding over the case has dismissed a number of jurors and ordered them to turn over their deliberation notes and start all over, but it's unclear why. Three jurors in all were dismissed. Two were deliberating the case and one was an alternate. Two alternate jurors have now been tapped to consider the case. Ooh, that's like getting called up from the minors. Yeah. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to go. See, I heard that like two of the three were for health-related reasons. But I, yeah, you know, I don't know that. To we be don't, true. we don't know. The judge addressed the courtroom on Monday, saying the three individuals are dismissed for personal reasons, and then he did not know their opinion of the case or if they had an opinion on the case. This is the fourth time Rintala has been tried for murder of her wife Anna Marie Cochran, who was found dead inside their Granby home in 2010. She was convicted in the most recent trial back in 2016 after the deliber- a jury deliberated for four days. Uh, jury deliberations this time began last Wednesday, and now they will start all over again. Oh. Now. Uh, here's here's the thing that I, that I that I don't really know. Once you start getting to the point where you're dismissing jurors, yeah, three of them, which you know, proportionally speaking, is a large number of jurors. Um, is that kind of like the setup for maybe a retrial, <laughs> trial number five? 
yeah, it's a possibility. It really is a possibility because then you know you say taint the jury. You, you, what you just said, you know, just that's like, it. That's it, and it starts all over again. My God, uh, the expected closure of the Coca-Cola bottling plant in Northampton has been delayed once again. It's the second time since 2021 the company announced it would stay open for a little while longer. The plant had been scheduled to close in the second quarter of this year, but it was later announced that it would remain open until year's end. Now the building is not set to close until at least March of 2024. In the past, the bottling plant has been described as the city's largest manufacturer, water customer, and taxpayer. Hmm. In a statement, um, Northampton Mayor Gina Louise Chiara said that in part, in anticipation of Coke using less water this year, the city proactively passed the user-free increases to make up the revenue required to operate the city's water and sewer utilities. Qualifying residents, including those in low-income households and seniors, can file for an exemption. Those new water and sewer base rates took effect back in July, increasing by more than 200 percent. Wow. Okay. So what are you going to do with the extra money? They're still paying the bill while they're here. Well, I don't know. The mayor uh, noted that despite the Coca-Cola's delayed closure, the company continues to look for an interested buyer. Wouldn't it be cool if it was a Pepsi plant? How about an RC? How how Ooh. crazy would that be? Let me blow your mind. Yeah. Shasta. A Shasta soda bottling company. I miss a good Shasta. Do you remember? I think it was Shasta. Back in the 80s, they had chocolate soda. You yes. remember that? Yeah, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted it was, in my life. It was not good. No, but I think sh- it was a Shasta. Oh, like, you know, Shasta had so many different flavors to choose from. They had everything. Yeah, are they are they even still? <laughs> I don't even well, know. Now Shasta we're gonna have to still. look it up. Shasta Cola. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let me uh, let me Bing that one. Uh, yeah, ShastaPop.com apparently is still still a thing. Huh. Yeah. But it's probably not as big as it used to be. It was founded in 1931. Or actually, uh, founded in 1833, but I, I, or 1889. I don't even know. A very long time ago. Yeah, I I don't have the history of the Shasta Soda Company. Yeah, but they had had all the flavors at Shasta. Shasta, Fanta, remember Fanta? They still make Fanta. Fanta's still around. You know, uh, when I was down at that, uh, if you ever get a chance to go, the uh, Coca-Cola Museum, in Atlanta, yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it's a tourist trap, but it's also you know pretty cool listening to the history of how the that recipe is so uh, protected and in a vault, and they say it's in the vault and the thing, but it's probably not. Yeah, it's but it, but because it's more for like theatrics. But at the end, they let you try all the different Coke products from all over the world. Really, they have all those machines, those uh, dispenser. Well, now they're computerized, but they used to be just the regular uh, soda fountains. Now they're those those kiosks. Okay. Like they have at MGM where you pour whatever soda you want. Like Bar- Barry's favorite soda machine. I was just thinking of Barry because yeah. Barry's uh, like nuts with the uh, the soda machine at the MGM. Yes, explaining to the lot lizards how to work the cream soda machine. And you know what? <laughs> yeah. That's not a euphemism for anything. No. He's actually he showing actually people how to use the cream showing soda. Showing a lot lizard how to use a cream soda machine. I have it on video. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, so they have all these machines in there, and you can try all the different flavors from around the world. And it was uh, uh, Crush. You know, uh, the soda Crush? Orange Crush? Yeah. Coca-Cola makes that, too. Okay. But in, like, I think it was, like, Turkey, 
they have a lemon crush. It was like some of the best lemon soda I've ever had. Sounds delicious. And I was like, why wouldn't they sell that here? Like, did they really think they really think that nobody would buy that? This would be like a perfect mixer for like you know, especially a bar. Yeah. Uh, you know, come up with a, a crazy creative drink or something like that, or even just drinking it regular. It was pretty good. But I don't know why they don't sell that. They didn't stuff give you a reason why it didn't uh, didn't fly here in the states. No, and you know what? There was a couple other ones that uh, didn't taste very good because it's all culturally based. Sure. You know, so they change the flavors. It's not Coke. It's not like a different flavor of Coke. It's just a different type of soda. Japan had a fish-flavored soda. It was so oh, disgusting. God. It was disgusting. Yeah. And then the the one from India was curry. There was like curry in the soda, and I'm like, curry. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm a mixed bag on curry. I I don't mind curry. I just don't want it to be cold and fizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get cold and fizzy on a curry, I'm 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 off the menu. Uh, I think we're I think we're done. We are. Well, it's six forty-four. What do you want? What do you want me to do? I you don't know. To do something else? Nah. What am I? Your little monkey? I'm not in charge here. This is a, this is an equal partnership, as far as I'm concerned. Who is in charge around here? Nobody's Nobody. in charge around here. It's like it's like Attica. The prisoners are running the show. <laughs> Down with the man! <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Classic Rock at 653 and Joe Walsh with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, this Friday from 530 to 730, the Muddy Oktoberfest at uh, the Student Prince. I'm going to be there. Uh, and uh, tapping the keg, or at least uh, emceeing the tapping of the keg, and I'll mm-hmm. also introduce Trailer Trash uh, later in the night. The festivities kick off on Friday with the annual tapping. Uh, the party keeps rolling down Fort Street uh, throughout Friday and uh, and Saturday, too. Uh, also, uh, you got uh, German beers, brats, burgers, uh, big giant pretzels the size of a cow. It's uh, this Friday, 5.30 to 7.30, the Money Oktoberfest with me and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, that's a Dom Dom thing is, d- does the tapping, right? Doesn't Dom, he do swing on that? It's usually, uh, you know, Dom Dom, a couple other, uh, you know, dignitaries. Although well, last time, I got to tell you, the mayor, uh, one good whack. And it went wide open? Actually, no, he lifted the hammer. He lifted yeah. the mallet. Yeah. And the keg got so scared, it opened itself. You know what? I once opened 50 kegs of this German beer with a hand grenade. <laughs> and then the hand grenade exploded. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be something cool to see. So, yeah, it's, uh, always, it's uh, always a fun time. Head on down there for that. We were just laughing off the air because uh, we were watching that or listening to the Family Guy episode where Brian starts dating an older woman. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all trying to allude to the fact of how old she is. Yeah. Uh, where were you when Martin Luther King got shot? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I, how could forget? I cried like a baby. Cried like a baby or cried like somebody in college? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the messed up part about that is the the family is disturbed that an older woman is dating Brian, but no one's saying anything that a woman is dating a dog. A dog. And that's that's the thing that really, it's amazing how you're willing to suspend your belief system. Well, he also dated uh, Drew Barrymore when she played, uh, I can't remember the character name, but she was young and dumb. 
Right. And then uh, she was telling him what time the television show has come on, and she said, uh, it's at 10 o'clock specifically. And he goes, what do you mean specifically? She said, yeah, 10 Eastern and specific. (laughs) So, you know, he's got got the uh, best of both worlds, the young and the old. (laughs) Uh, Anyhow. Anywho, uh, 48-year-old Kaisha Henderson. Right. Okay. She lives in Florida, has a long rap sheet with 39 felonies and five stints in jail. Uh, last Tuesday, she and another woman, 33-year-old Kiera Tolliver, robbed an old lady at a Walmart 45 miles north of Tampa. One of them apparently distracted her while the other stole her wallet. They then used her credit cards to buy more than $2,000 worth of stuff. They uh, might have actually gotten away with it, too, but for some reason... They decided to go back to the same Walmart the very next day while the police happened to be there investigating their crime. What are the odds? Uh, and after an employee spotted them, Kaisha blasted one of the cops with a can of pepper spray when they tried to arrest her. She tried to spray another cop but missed his face and hit his arm instead. She surrendered when she saw him pull a taser. Oh, yeah, that's that's usually the time you... Whoa, okay, all right. All right let's, let's, let's not get crazy here. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Walmart security got Kira into custody. They're facing multiple charges for theft and fraudulent use of a credit card. Kaisha also had an outstanding warrant for identity theft. If you had just not got another class in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge, yep. never returned to the scene of the crime. And always pay in cash. Yeah. Why do you think these uh, these guys, uh, yeah, yeah, pay in cash, don't use credit cards. <laughs> Why do you think? Remember that guy at the uh, or the two guys they busted last week up in Holyoke. They were from like the Bronx or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they were st- stole like all this makeup and beauty products and whatnot. That w- but they were hitting a bunch of different stores. It wasn't like they were going back to the same one. No, yeah. but it's still the same chain. Yeah, I mean, eventually they got caught because they got sloppy. Yeah, that's that's. That's yeah, what that's, happens. That's when it all falls apart. You got sloppy. Once you start it. taking the easy road because yeah. you think you can get away with anything, that's when things fall apart. Another lesson, never return to the scene of the crime. Uh, next hour, we're going to be talking to uh, Sam Reese. She is the author of Crappy Craft Club, although the name of the book is not crappy. It's Shippy. Something like that, yes. yes. It's a pretty interesting book. We'll be talking to her in just a few minutes on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win $1,000? Oh, my God. I- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know how to say this any other way, but if you're a fan of the New England Patriots, and I suspect there's probably at least a few of you still left out there, but I'm sure you would agree, this has not been a particularly good week for you. Yes, the Patriots got smoked by the Dallas Cowboys in the worst loss of Bill Belichick's entire coaching career. Yes, you've got injured players stacking up like cordwood with guys like Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez both out indefinitely with painful injuries. Then you find out the worst news of them all, that former Patriot tight end Russ Francis died in a plane crash on Sunday over Lake Placid, New York, which is absolutely tragic. All of this is happening on the very same day that Tim Wakefield died of, a, of brain cancer. I mean, seriously, this has not only been a very bad time to have any real association with the New England Patriots, it's a bad time to be a sports fan anywhere in New England, particularly if you're a fan of the Patriots, because honestly, amidst all of these horrible situations and amidst all the grief and sadness, I really don't see the Patriots stepping things up and making things any better. It's as if all that luck and success seems to have run its course, and I'm the optimist of the group. 
I'm usually the one that finds a silver lining and embraces every reckless calamity as a teachable moment, and yet I cannot help but think that perhaps the Patriots are in real trouble here. I don't know about any of you people, but I'm about due for some good news. And without imposing my own delusions on the rest of you, I think most of you people are good to do for good news too. Sure, the Celtics are looking pretty promising, but they're still five days away from opening up their preseason. I'm talking about getting some good news starting now, perhaps tomorrow, maybe the next day. Five more days of this is just too long. We need some good news and we need it pretty damn quick because the last 48 hours have been pretty damn miserable. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Time for bed. That's what you say to your lawn this time of year. Before you go tuck it in, go to Rocky's Ace Hardware for Scott's Winter Guard, the fall weed and feed lawn food on sale all month at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven. And Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, sunny, and a high of 81 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 83, 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, you're a pretty crafty guy, right? No, not at all. You don't like uh, things like popsicle sticks and bedazzlers and glue sticks? I like uh, eating the thing that came on the popsicle stick and then uh, leaving it on the countertop for it to get sticky and then just grind into the mm. the, the countertop yeah. where I'd have to take a spatula to get it off later when it dries. Yeah, it is so much more fun when you let other people pick it up. Isn't it? Uh, but, you know, uh, when you have the popsicle sticks and when you got a bunch of uh, you know beads and stuff, mm-hmm. you want to be able to make uh, the most of it. And uh, a woman has uh, written a book. She's a TikTok sensation already, uh, Sam Reese. She has a, a page called the crappy craft club although crappy is not the word that she uses and she's also got a brand new book which highlights some of her finest work so you're bored looking for things to do uh sam reese is the person you need to refer to hundreds of of uh, amazing ideas and uh she's on the phone right now it's sam reese going to sam how are you hey how's it going first of all congratulations on this book uh i i can't say the title uh verbatim but i can say crappy craft club uh, but yeah, people but, can guess. Yeah, right. I think people can uh, you know get uh, get my my drift the uh, the ilk of it uh, of it. I have to say, uh, Sam, these are breathtakingly beautiful crafts that you've uh, hand constructed with love. Thank you so much. I, I mean, really do, appreciate that. Do you do you get a lot of compliments, or do people say, "What the hell are you going to do with that, and where are you going to put it"? I say both. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, most of it's from my dad. Yeah, I, I, people I think are shocked that um, I can that I'm so interested in making something like a rhinestone shrimp, right? But then they're <laughs> delighted delighted when they see it on my wall, and they're like, "Oh, shrimp for the wall!" Makes yeah. sense. Now, yeah. Well, I'm just, these are actually really good. I mean, the way you've, I mean, the way you put them out in the book. I, I kind of see it as like one of those videos you see on TikTok going, look how easy you can do something. And then I try to put it together and it's like this came out worse than what the video came out with. So I don't I don't know if <laughs> well, I can I can I can live up to your standards. here. Sure, but that's not the point of the book. The point of the book is that you just try to make something for the fun of it. And then whatever you make is perfect because you made it with your hands. Now, obviously, this is something that uh, that you've enjoyed doing. I mean, one does not buy you know buy that many beads and glue sticks in a lifetime. Other <laughs> other than other than to make stuff either for gifts or for for the home. I mean, do you, 
do you give these things away for the most part, or do you just, uh, or are they just, you know, for your own personal enjoyment and use? Yeah, I, I have like a nice collection at home, but I do love giving them as gifts. Or, you know, I, I did a gallery show a couple years ago, and then I was able to give them away to people who came to the party. I don't really ever sell anything. It's it's more just the joy of sharing it with, with people that are in the community. You're, you're not suggesting that that you can't sell something. You just you're, you're choosing not because I you know this is this is like this is like the Macy's of macrame right here. That's what that's what I see. Is <laughs> Thank the, you the so Macy's much. Macy's wow. of macrame. <laughs> <laughs> t- 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 I call mine macrame because I don't do it right. Oh, <laughs> well, that, I would probably call it that too. I say I say things like debris when I'm talking about debris. Debris, that's a beautiful name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. T- tell me about the hydrated bitch day menorah because I was really interested in that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, as somebody who doesn't necessarily celebrate holidays with the regular traditions, I was sort of like, what is a good tradition that I should have? And that's drinking water on a regular basis. So I thought, what if I just use a menorah to keep track of the amount of glasses of water I've had? That's <laughs> 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 oh, a good way to keep track of your daily uh, ounces. Listen, there's, there's 5,000 years yeah. of beautiful tradition. It doesn't, whether it's oil or water or, you know, or, right. you know, or orange juice, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm Jewish. I I love it. It's it was just you know a fun twist on it, and I think too it's good because if something catches on fire, you have water nearby. But but you, you also you you cover all the holidays because you have Christmas ornaments in here and uh, Easter eggs yeah. as well. Yeah, I you know I tried to go for the holidays where there's the most amount of sort of crafty traditions involved, making decorations and and visible like iconography so i had a lot of fun with it <laughs> this is uh sam reese on the phone this is the author of uh, the crappy craft club uh, it, it, crappy is not, i mean crappy is not the word being used on the uh, on the title but you know be- between your 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 tiktok videos the website now the the book is there ever a day that goes by where you're not gluing something on top of something else yeah of course yeah i even though it's it's so fun, and, and the point is to to play and find joy in making art. There are definitely still days where you need to just take a day off from it so your brain can, I don't know, reload <laughs> a so, little bit. Um, but yeah, if if I'm not if I'm not gluing beads to trash, I'm probably being creative in some other way. I sort of go back and forth between all my endeavors. You you must be a hit at parties with your friends. Like they must expect you to make something now for them. Every time they yeah, have a birthday totally. or an yeah. anniversary or a wedding or anything like that. <laughs> that, yeah, whether you know cheese, fancy cheese board, that's a craft. Uh, bringing gifts, that's bringing wine, that's a craft. <laughs> uh, the the crappy trophy I'm looking at right now. I mean, this looks like this looks better than uh, like the Stanley Cup. This this is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you'd be you'd be dazzled the Stanley Cup pretty good, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. I would love to do that. Of Guys, course you would. Together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to the NHL uh, on the phone right after we're done with you and see if we can make arrangements. But 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 are your are your are your friends like that? They're like, oh, we we gotta have her over because I know she's gonna make something really good or crappy, if in this sense. <laughs> you know, we haven't had many craft clubs with my with my like 
intimate friend circle, but I, I should start. I should just start bringing craft stuff over and be like, this is what we're doing tonight, guys. I'm I'm notorious for giving out the wrong cards uh, for the for whatever occasion it is. So if it's like a birthday, I give a Christmas card, or I give a a, a wedding card, or something something unrelated to whatever the event is, and people seem to enjoy that. So I just keep doing it all the time. So this, yeah, that's this, fun. I so, that. so this is your hook. <laughs> oh, I hope Sam comes up with yeah. a crappy uh, designs for our thing, and they you 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 put them in your house like uh, like decorative uh, yeah. trophies. Now, yeah, and the good friends keep them on the walls, and they don't take it down when I'm not there. You know. <laughs> now you don't you don't let uh, you don't let almost anything uh, get out of this here. I'm I'm looking at some videos now where you've you've made a painting on a small piece of uh, of uh, of canvas. You 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 poured paint on it. You put it in a plastic bag and you sat on it, and it is it is a okay. breathtaking piece of art. You even call it your masterpiece. I totally see why, That's Sam. Correct. I totally see it. <laughs> It's fun. You should try it. I, there was a trend on TikTok where people were doing this with their dogs, where they'd put peanut butter on the outside of the bag, and the dog would would try to eat the peanut butter and then make a painting. And I was like, "Well, I can do that." <laughs> and and no save on the peanut butter. Yeah, leave out the peanut butter. Yeah, you don't want to sit on that. And, and you and you you have a guide here that tells everybody where to get all this stuff. You know, to, to put your crafts together. Yeah. And. Uh, it's a it's a money saving book too because you don't have to go buy all the fancy stuff at uh, the high end craft stores. You can uh, tell us places you can get these stuff. Yeah, I would say whatever city you're in, Google your city name and a creative reuse store, and it's basically a thrift shop for craft supplies. And a lot of cities have them, and they're awesome because you can get like you know five bags of craft supplies for like thirty bucks. <laughs> it's it's amazing, and yeah. it's the most random stuff you've ever seen. So. I, I love to find just what's there and then create based off of what I find. Yeah, which I, is often strange and funny. I've gotten some cool stuff at uh, there's a, there's a local store here called Savers, which is a thrift shop, and they have like this oh. one section where they have all of this stuff bagged up. Like somebody took Ziploc bags and bagged it up. I'm like, oh, here's a bunch of pencils, here's a protractor, uh, here's some crayons, all in one bag, and it's like four dollars. It's a pretty good deal. That's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. regular thrift stores have craft supplies. I mean, you can ask your friends. Your, you know, they often have stuff they don't use, especially after the past couple of years. People took on hobbies that they abandoned immediately. You know, you never know what your friends have. So it's all about being thrifty. But of course, if you have to go to, you know, the big box stores, that's totally fine because they have all the stuff and it's accessible to most pe- most people. But yeah, yeah the. Uh, <laughs> The name of the book from Sam Reese is uh, Crappy Craft uh, Craft Club. You can check out the, uh, the website. And find uh, out the real name. Yeah, craftycrap.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, be... yeah, right. I mean, there's, there's, listen, we all, we're all adults here. We all know the yeah. word for crying out loud. Let's we, make chaos is what she says, yeah, right? We'll, we'll put on it up website. on our Facebook page of the real title. Perfect. There Thank you go. So all much. right. Sam, <laughs> you're artsy, you're fartsy, and between Steve and I, we have great respect for what you do. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. You You bet. Sam Reese with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock is everywhere. Rock102.com. Springfield's Classic Rock at 727 in the Beatles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny, nice day today. High of 81. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 83. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, Bax's musical podcast, every week I'm talking to different artists or producers or... Uh, you name it, uh, record executives, could be anybody. This week I'm talking to Robbie Gray, the lead singer from the band Modern English, 
whose uh, hit uh, I'll Melt With You was like a 80s iconic uh, single. We talk about that. We talk about uh, the band touring and their new album, which comes out next year. It's a really cool interview. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by ZNAM Home Buyers. You can uh, stop by their website, ZNAMHomes.com, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Does he talk like this the entire time? No, he's British. He actually looks a lot like uh, Anthony Bourdain now. Yeah, but the way the, the way he sings that song, Moving forward, using all my breath. Mm. Yeah, no. Making love to you was never the best. Great song, though. I saw the world rising all around your face. Never really knowing it was always mesh and lace. I'll stop the world and melt with you. Now you can hear it better on your mind. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a good interview, and uh, there's some really good ones coming up in the next couple of weeks, so make sure you check out Baxi's Musical Podcast every week. Thanks for having me on your musical fun back show, Max. <laughs> it wasn't quite like that. Uh, it was a lot more, uh, was a lot more down-to-earth than that. Hey, he's an older guy now. Yeah, he's, sure. Uh, he's yeah. Sixty something years old now. He's yeah. uh, settling down, coming uh, up with new music. Oh, could you get me two cupcakes for my birthday? Just two. <laughs> it's seven twenty nine. News is next to Rock one hundred two. Here's your Western Mass news first alert forecast. Seven thirty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Uh, schedule your fall pool maintenance and closing today, 730 Union Street in West Springfield. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Rejoice! The Calvin Theater has a sale pending. Yeah! Well, that's yeah. about time. Yeah, days after uh, business owner Eric faced the city-imposed deadline to re- either reopen five shuttered Northampton venues or sell their accompanying liquor licenses, the deadline has now been extended. The deadline, which was 5 p.m. last Friday, was extended to December 1st for the Calvin Theater after the co-president of the well-known group The Bowery Bowery Presents and Alex Crothers, who owns Higher Ground in Burlington, Vermont, joined the License Commission's Monday meeting and expressed a strong interest in purchasing the theater. Schur said they're close to finalizing the sale. The commission will need to transfer the application for the Calvin in hand by the deadline or else they will cancel the Calvin's license on December 1st. The Bowery operates uh, multiple venues in a number of states and cities, including New York City, Boston, Philadelphia, and New Orleans, and roughly runs 2,500 shows a year. So, uh, and they're pretty, I mean, uh, the Bowery Ballroom in New York City, great place to see a show. Is it? Never and, been. Uh, it's, uh, I saw they might be giants there once. Oh, that's it cool. A, it's pretty cool. It's standing room only kind of venue, but uh, you know, I mean, pretty the, good. The Calvin is a nice place. And for a while, you know, the Calvin was getting, you know, great shows over and over again. It, 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 it's encouraging to know that it's going to a company that knows what the hell they're doing. And it's encouraging to know that Northampton, with all of these sales, you know, has the possibility of, you know, returning to what they once were. That's uh, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I saw last year, I saw the ABBA tribute show. Yeah. And uh, I saw Get the Let Out. Which was a great show too. Sure. Well, the fifty milligram edible helped with that one, but it, it was always a, it helps. It was a good one, yeah. Actually, uh, the fifty milligram uh, edible helped with the ABBA show too. <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's like Max Headroom going, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. <laughs> is that my brain or is that the lyrics? Probably both. Probably both. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, where is that story about that guy? Uh, yeah. Dog, dogged by legal troubles for years, suspended police officer Greg A. Bigda will receive yet another suspension after a drunk driving arrest over the weekend. Springfield Police uh, Superintendent Cheryl Clapper had said she will impose a five-day suspension, the most she's able to, and hand the matter off to the Board of Police Commissioners for its consideration of additional discipline. The suspension is in part symbolic because Bigda has not set foot in the police station since he was indicted on federal brutality charges back in 2018. Mm. The veteran detective was acquitted on those charges by a jury in 2021, but the city has refused to put him back on the job while keeping him on the payroll. I know it sounds crazy, but it's just something on top of everything else, said John Payne, Springfield City solicitor and a retired district court judge. Before pleading not guilty to the operating under the influence charge in Palmer District Court on Monday morning, Bigda spent hours in the same police lockup where he was captured on video in 2016 threatening two Latino teens. What an ironic twist of fate. That uh, that sounds like... Hello, Mr. Bigdo. Welcome back. On purpose. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bigdo. Welcome back to Palmer. With, does this room look familiar to you? You imagine being in the same exact cell <laughs> you were yelling at someone in <sighs> about eight years ago. It seems to are. be. It seems to be a little ironic, but uh, you know, I mean, he's there for a very different reason now. Yeah. Now he's uh, at the other end of the of the gray table. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, they should change uh, Alanis Morissette should change that ironic song. It's like yelling at two teens who stole your car because you left the keys in it, <laughs> and then being in the jail cell later. I, I, can't, I can't. And then I saying, can't do a good Alanis and then saying Morissette. some preposterous things. Yeah, I know. Uh, before, yeah, Bigda was uh, tried in U.S. District Court on charges linked to alleged assaults on two Latino minors who stole an undercover police car left idling outside of a pizza shop in 2016. The teens were pursued to Palmer and pulled over after a high-speed chase involving police in that town. Springfield narcotics detectives joined in the pursuit, and Bigda was later caught on camera in the same lockup, threatening the boys with injury and with bogus drug trafficking charges. It says same lockup, but it doesn't say the exact same cell. That oh, like, that would that, be great. You know, because you can see in the video when he's yelling at the two kids, it says like 7A on it or something like, you know, whatever. Well, the, don't the, uh, doesn't the uh, the Palmer Police Department have its own uh, Palmer's Funniest uh, Police Videos? Yeah, Bob Saget's the host. Yeah, Bob Saget or... AI Bob Saget. AI Bob Saget is the host. Yeah, Tom Bergeron comes back to Massachusetts to host it. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have that video running all the time, you know, for for laughs. Well, there's uh, there's also Sergeant Slide Whistle who adds all the sound effects, too. Like the whomp, you know, he's beating like steaks to make it sound like he's punching things. Sir, do you realize, do you have any idea why I pulled your... Womp, womp. <laughs> Uh, and when they have to do, do the field sobriety test, he's walking the thin blue line. Do you, do yeah. you hear like some more sound effects like boing, boing? boing. boing. <laughs> Heavens to Micah Droid. You know, uh, just before 1.30 a.m. Sunday morning, a Palmer patrolman pulled Big to over for crossing the double yellow lines on Main Street in the Three Rivers area in his white infinity. Uh, patrolman Michael Siafalo said in his narrative, Another motorist minutes earlier spotted the car idling and empty at a public intersection and called police. Ziavolo said he spotted the car weaving across lanes a short time later. When the officer pulled him over, Bigda was scarcely able to attempt the field sobriety test, according to the report. 
somebody saw the car idling without anybody in it. <laughs> this guy's got like this yeah. is a bad habit you got to break, man. Yeah, yeah. Close the door, Stop take the keys, the, yeah. and, and park the car in a place it's supposed to be left at. What, what's with you leaving the keys in the car all the time? He's just forgetful. Yeah, you know, he's just he, a, it just slipped his mind. You know, kind of like you know he's all the trouble he had been in before. What's one more bad day? I mean, Ryan Walsh has been telling people for years, don't leave your keys in your car. It's going to get stolen. <laughs> Uh, Siafalo said he spotted the car weaving across lanes a short time later when the officer pulled him over. Bigda was scarcely able to jump to fields. I just read that one. I don't know why I read it twice. I noted the odor of alcoholic beverage emanating from the vehicle. This sounds like a like a nice story, doesn't it? The odor of alcoholic beverages emanating from the vehicle reminded <laughs> me of the time I was in Cancun. The odor was extremely strong and remained strong throughout the entire interaction. During this time, I noted Bigda was speaking with an extremely thick tongue, slurring his words, which was making him difficult to understand. Additionally, I noted his eyes were glassy. Mm. Bigda struggled with his balance throughout the test. Uh, Bigda was released without being required to post bail. Uh, defense attorney A.J. O'Donnell, uh, A.J. O'Donnell III declined to comment after the arraignment. It's unclear whether the arrest will affect the effort by the state's Peace Officer Standards or Training Commission to decertify Bigda from law enforcement altogether. Well, it ain't going to help. <laughs> Let's put it that way. May not hurt, but it ain't going to help. Yeah, I thought, like, incidents like those are when you claim, oh, I got a drinking problem. And then they then they have to, like, accommodate you to go to a rehab and all this other stuff yeah. to make every effort to get you to not do that. But I don't know how that's going to work with all this other stuff that he's involved well, in. Well, it, it would seem to me that even if you said I had a drinking problem, that wouldn't have any effect or uh, implication on the previous situation with the two Utes. R the two Utes. I think when he was uh, berating the two Utes, that was not uh, an act of a guy who uh, had been drinking. That was the act of a guy who... Uh, Whose car was stolen outside of a pizza shop? Well, uh, he was getting all. I had to get. I had to get pizza for the boys. Pizza and grinders for everybody. Understood. But you know, close the door. Take the keys out. I did online. Lock it. I did online ordering. It should have been ready by the time I got there. I should have just walked in. You know what? It's the pizza place's fault. Yeah, it's always somebody else's fault. A uh, 78-year-old security guard was arrested for shooting at a truck in the McDonald's parking lot after the truck intentionally and repeatedly backed into the security guard's car, according to the Worcester Police Department. On the night of Saturday, September 30th, William Trotta. 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 It was Moto. Yeah, Manny Mota. The uh, guard assigned to the Tetnuck Plaza on Chandler Street in Worcester saw a Chevy, Chevy Silverado driving through the plaza in an aggressive and reckless manner. This was not the first time Trotta had seen the exact truck driving dangerously in his assigned lot. Just a week earlier, on September 23rd, he'd seen the truck driving in a plaza in an extremely aggressive and reckless manner. So when Trotta saw the truck driving dangerously through Tantuck, Tantuck, whatever the plaza's name again, they uh, pull into the McDonald's lot next door and park. The 78-year security guard followed. Trotta pulled into the McDonald's behind the Chevy and parked it so the driver couldn't leave. He got out of his car and tapped on the driver's window. The driver then purposely backed their truck into Trotta's car several times and then drove off from the lot. Trotta opened fire. <laughs> As okay. the driver fled the parking lot, police said firing two shots at the truck. The Worcester Police Department was called about 8.07 p.m. to report a shots fired and spoke with Trotta. And after verifying his retelling of the incident through surveillance footage, including how Trotta parked in the Chevy, 
uh, and the driver intentionally backed into his car, then flee, the officers arrested the security guard. Trotta was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon and for discharging a firearm within 500 feet of the dwelling. What happened to the truck? That's a good question. There's no... Nobody asked that question? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they just didn't report it either. Maybe the questions were asked, but uh, this wasn't written down. You think uh, giving a 78-year-old security guard a gun is a good idea? Well, you know, I know a lot of 78-year-old men uh, that can hold their own even without a gun. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, but uh, not everybody can. So your initial instinct would just be to use the gun if somebody's if you find somebody is threatening you. Sure. Or just, like, hanging by the snack machines. I didn't realize they had armed security guards at plazas. Was that, to, unless, the, was he, I wonder if this was just his own gun. Um, if he's doing security. Most security guards don't get guns, right? Yeah, unless they're water pistols filled with Jägermeisters so they can shoot shots into each other's mouth while they're on the job. Well, you got to pass I've the time somehow. Before. I've seen that before. <laughs> Wait, listen, you got to stay busy. Well, they, they used to have a, a security guard down at the uh, the choo-choo yard down in uh, West Springfield years ago. Yeah. And it was like a like an outside security company they hired. And there was no guns or anything. It was just a guy patrolling the lot to right. make sure nobody's saying. And then uh, all of a sudden there was an incident one day and they couldn't find the guy. So they were like, what, is he missing or whatever? Nah, he was sleeping at his house at 3 o'clock in the morning. They went over to his house and said, hey, uh, you know, there was a big uh, incident over here. Where were you? Oh, sorry, I'm sleeping. Sleeping, man. Yeah, good thing you didn't have a gun. You might have blown his head off when you get to the door like that, you know? That's right. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be sunny with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, it's Dave. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice and sunny day today with a high of 82. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 83. It's a uh, flat in downtown Springfield. This Sunday, Coors Light and Rock 102 will give someone a chance to win $5,000. Join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew at Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield this Sunday from 7th to 9 as Dallas takes on San Francisco. If there's a safety in the first quarter, someone wins five grand. Plus, there's lots of other great prizes from Coors Light and Rock 102. Come and watch the game with Pat at Tap at MGM, and you could win $5,000 on Rock 102. Uh, did you get an Amber Alert overnight? Or you know what? Like I, last I, couple days? No. I heard it was coming, but I never got anything. Uh, I think I, I got it because it was in, uh, I think because I'm in uh, Hampshire County, maybe. I don't know. Well, you know. Closer to the New York border. There was a 47-year-old man who is now in custody after uh, Charlotte Cena, a nine-year-old girl who went missing at a state park in Saratoga County, New York, was found in a, hidden in a camper cabinet on Monday evening. Yeah. Charlotte was taken to an area hospital, but she was safe and healthy, Trooper said. Governor Kathy Hochul held a news conference last night to describe how the girl was found and the man taken into custody. A ransom note was left in the mailbox of the Charlotte's family home of Charlotte's family home in the town of uh, Greenfield, New York, is what led officers to her abductor. The man had pulled up to the mailbox in front of the Cena family home, leaving a note inside. Well, the note had fingerprints on it, which assisted authorities in tracking down the suspect. The suspect's fingerprints were in the law enforcement database. Around 2.30 p.m., officers matched a fingerprint of that 
of a man arrested for a DWI in 1999 in Saratoga. From there, officers found a home where the man, Craig Nelson Ross Jr., was living. The home was uh, only two miles away from Charlotte's home in Greenfield. Wow. Yeah. Around 6.30 uh, on Monday, officers found a double-wide home with a camper parked behind it where Ross lives. Troopers moved in and uh, Ross resisted arrest. Troopers said he sustained minor injuries during the scuffle. Charlotte was found uh, covered inside of a cabinet inside the camper. Charlotte appeared to not physically be harmed, but was taken to a hospital anyway. Uh, charges have not been filed against Ross, but they are expected. Contrary to earlier reports, Ross is not a registered sex offender. They said it is not known at this time whether Ross knew Charlotte or had her under any surveillance for any length of time. Scary, yeah, though, man. You know scary. what I mean? Like, uh, but, you know, thank goodness. You know, this is the kind of stuff that makes people not want to have their kids outside by themselves. Understood. But, you mm-hmm. know, thank goodness that everything seemed to work out in a way where they yeah. could identify this guy that quickly. Thank yeah. goodness. Charlotte was reunited with her mother and father and two sisters who were four and ten. The governor thanked the state police and others who worked so tirelessly to find her. It's because of their efforts that she will be reunited with her family. Uh and and they say often often stories like this don't end up like this. Unfortunately, you have a horrible outcome to that. It's also uh, pretty impressive that they were able to take prints and identify it that quickly because you know oftentimes you put something in a lab situation. Yeah, you know uh, it takes time. Obviously, here they were able to do it very very quickly, which is which is good. good. Yeah. yeah, so good on them for uh, for getting that done. Uh, it's just about seven fifty six on Rock one hundred two. Prices are high. Right on. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a nice and sunny day today with a high of 83. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 82. It is 49 right now in downtown Springfield. You know what uh, what time it is, right? Uh, it's 8.09. Ah, uh, yeah, but it's yeah. also time to give you the keyword to cash. Oh, that's right, the keyword For $1,000. Uh, today's keyword is the word gift. That's gift, as in G-I-F-T. For those of you who have never actually spelled out the word for you, uh, before, it's G-I-F-T. Go to the uh, keyword to cash uh, contest page on rock102.com. Enter gift for your chance to win a thousand bucks. You'll have until midnight tonight to do so. Again, the word is gift, G I F T. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I have, I have something for you. Are you ready? Yeah. I have a survey. Survey said that. There you go. Okay. Uh, Oktoberfest officially ends today. Not the one that you're going to uh, on. On Friday, yeah, <clears throat> at but, the at the student prints. But the actual, the big Oktoberfest in Munich, it's over, and uh, maybe it should just run all year through. One in seven Americans think drinking like a fish might actually make the world a better place. Well, you know, it has its moments, but yeah. I got to tell you, there's a certain tipping point in which it is no longer fun. Uh, come on, when is it not fun? I think when a hangover used to go from like, uh, say, like you know, four or five hours after you wake up to now four or five days after you've had it, that's that. At that point, it's no longer fun. Or when you leave your keys running inside of a car outside of a pizza shop and two kids steal it. That's, yeah, that might be a turning point. For that you. that might that might say maybe <clears throat> I should uh, ease up a little bit. Uh, Twelve thousand Americans were asked whether society would be better off if people drank more beer in general. Fifteen percent think it would. Forty-nine think, uh, percent think we'd be better off if people drank less. The other thirty percent, thirty-six percent, aren't sure or think the current beer intake is pretty spot on. 
Hmm. Uh, men were twice as likely to say more beer would be a good thing, really. That's surprising. Well, um, I mean, uh, neither one of us are pounding it down pretty, uh, you know, pretty regularly these days. So, you know, I mean, I mean, it for me now, it's like the idea of drinking is not that appealing. So I, even if there are benefits to it, I'd almost rather feel lousy. Yeah. Then have to go have to. through the, the, the rigmarole of uh, of drinking publicly. Uh, 20% of men think it would make the world a better place. The poll also found 55%. Uh, oh, by the way, the 20% think it would make the world a better place. 10% of women only think that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. The poll also <laughs> found that 55% of us either like or love beer, and over a third of Americans have been to an October uh, Oktoberfest event before. I always wanted to go to the real one, you know, the the yeah. one in in Munich, uh, but obviously that's like you know expensive. The, and- the closest I ever got to going was um, I, I was getting regular phone calls from Tony Ravosa and Andy Yee that the year that the, those two went, yeah, to uh, to Oktoberfest in Munich, and they is felt that, they felt like they they needed to call me and tell me what they were doing. Is that when they gave the trip away with the Stein hoisting contest? I think that was the year. <sighs> it. I think it was like 2019 where they it did may have the, been. The, the Stein hoisting thing. I lasted all of three minutes before the thing fell out of my arm. I was so weak. That I, one I guy went for like 28 minutes, didn't he? Oh, my God. I don't even know. It was, it was a ridiculous amount of time. It's but, yeah, they, they, uh, they, they went and they, they called me. That's as close as I ever got. Uh, I never really cared for beer. Really? See, I, I like beer. And, and I like... Uh, I like beer. I like beer. And I like good stuff. I like good beer. I kind of like a local beer. I really kind of do. I don't understand, though. Like, I, I guess I just don't have the palate for it because I don't know what good beer tastes like. Well, there are some <laughs> beers that are gross, and there are some beers that are just heartwarming and delicious. But most of the ones I've tried that are, like, the microbrews, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and again, I'm not crapping on, I'm not even going to mention a brand name. I'm just- What does it rhyme with? It doesn't matter. It's just in general. Where is it located? Everywhere. Uh, I'm just saying, like, yes. any kind of, like, craft beer, no matter, even if it's, like, a Sam Adams or something like that, I, I never enjoyed that, I don't know, the hops and the it's it, the bitterness in some of See, them. I, and, and I like, like that. I, I, I really do like that stuff. And, I, and sometimes, like, the darker the beer, the better. I like porters and stouts and all that other good stuff. I like that. You know, to me, like the cheap stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff you want to be having at a tailgate party, right? It just, for the something about the something about drinking the cheap beer outside in a cold day, that's fun. That's I can handle that. But if I'm at, at just a, to get drunk, though, well, yes, of course, you're not doing it to enjoy it. You know what also makes it taste better? What when somebody else paid for it? That yeah, always yeah. made me happy. Yeah. I told yeah. you about the the guy with the we used to call him the uh, the guy with the green grenades. Oh yeah, the Heinekens. He he would uh, he was a shyster too. He'd, he'd we'd all go out for after a work event, you know, it was the the choo choo uh, people. Yeah, and then uh, somebody'd buy a round of drinks. Well, he'd order two Heinekens. Okay, so he would get two drinks, and he would be his turn to buy drinks would be the last turn. But he would do the Irish exit and leave before he could buy anybody a drink. So he'd get two drinks every time somebody bought a round yep. because they'd say, just bring us another one, and that's what they would do. That's almost pure genius. That is almost pure genius. I mean, it's it's a shyster move, but it's genius. Oh, that's good. Because, yeah. 
by the time everybody realizes it's your turn, they're too drunk to even care. That was uh, his name was Fitzy too. <laughs> it was. Imagine that. Yeah, it was. A, he was. It was an Irish guy, and uh, he had. Uh, we were. We were. It was like I, I, I would sing Leroy Brown in my head every time he'd drive in because he had a big Cadillac. Yep. Sometimes the window would be smashed on the back. And like, hey, Fitz, what happened to that? And he's like, oh, I tried to give a hooker uh, fifty bucks, but I rolled a twenty around a bunch of ones, and it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> he always had something going on. I uh, there was one time it, actually it was at the fort. And I forgot what event it was. It was. It was. Uh, it may have been a work release. I can't remember. We were there, and uh, there was a guy who um, was back for the service, and he decided he was going to buy me drinks all night. And I was like, "Dude, you, you really don't have to do that." I mean, yeah. yeah, one or two, and I'm I'm pretty good. Well, anytime I didn't have a glass in my hand, even if I put it down, yeah, and walked away for it for like a half a second, he's handing me another another drink and you know they were like you know vodka and sodas yeah to the point where at the end of the night he had bought me 15 drinks what? now i stopped at three which meant that every time he gave me a drink i conveniently placed it somewhere oh, and walked away what a waste of money i know why I, just I, say I, no i did every single yeah. time and i said dude please stop i i'm i'm okay and every and every time there's another one i would just like, be honest and go look i'm gonna give this away to somebody or leave it down you're Steve, wasting your money i i did yeah. say that he didn't care he's like doesn't matter yeah. love your show here's another drink like dude i and there's no way i can drink 15 is it safe Save your money. Thank yeah. you for your service. You do not need to serve me more. That sounds like a guy who woke up the next day wondering how he got a $500 charge on his credit card. <laughs> Did I drink that much last night? Wow, that must have been a really good night. Yeah. I don't remember spending any money at that place. Yeah, there's a, there's guys out there that will uh, will be the warrior and drink oh. all night long. But, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing on the beer. I just don't particularly. I never liked it. I never really enjoyed right. beer. Well, what did you enjoy? Oh, uh, alcoholic liver uh, liquidating hard liquor. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. rot gut bourbon oh, yeah, and stuff. Uh, not rot gut. I would drink Jim Beam, which is like uh, yeah, that's the, a serviceable. The yeah, it's a, pede- it's a pedestrian bourbon. And his uh, his bastard cousin Evan Williams. <laughs> did I ever tell you that time I had the, the Evan Williams uh, had a promotion years ago? No. Where Evan Williams had this promotion where you could go online and enter. Uh, they were sending free labels for for gift bottles for the holidays. Okay, and I still have that. I got, I'll have to find it at home, but I, I know I still have it. It was a. Uh, it had an algorithm to it too. Like it wouldn't let you type in bad words. It's and it even said that don't even try because this is thing is gonna, uh, uh, you know, you know, gonna kick you Everything off. Everything be filtered. It's gonna be rejected. So uh, all of a sudden, I forgot all about it, and then all of a sudden, one day uh, in the mail uh, shows up this envelope from Evan Williams, uh, brew, or, you know, distillery, and in uh, inside was a sticker that says, "Wishing you the best of domestic disputes this holiday season." <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. I, I gotta, I gotta pull it out and show, show everybody. I think it's See, probably on my Facebook. That's somewhere. a product that understands. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it understands its clientele. No, but it's like there's always ways around. <laughs> you know, they put in these policing things. Like they probably put in like a list of words saying you can't say the s word, can't say the f word, can't you know right. all these different things, but it does not account for. Uh, something that doesn't have any vulgarity in it. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, that was a successful. That was a successful Christmas. Wow, very and cool. Sure enough, there were domestic disputes. Then imagine that. How about what, that? What, what were the odds yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah. But it, there's a yeah. But it comes to to beer, though. I I I still on a. I mean, on a, the occasion that I do drink, I'll have like a beer every couple of weeks, and that's about it. I can't do it anymore. I'm just like uh, it's. It takes too much out of me. Takes way too much out of you. Yes, yeah. it's like I, I'm, and it was like quick too. Like you know, it used to be like at a at a work release, I'd hang for a little bit and I'd have a couple of drinks, and that would be that would be fine. Now, if I do it, it's like, ugh, God, I can't just, I cannot do it. Yeah, there's a there's a thing I have. It's called a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I have to stay away from yeah. it. Yeah, because, yeah. Because uh, you know, I don't have a problem. I just have I just have like old age, you know, creeping uh, in. It's the old uh, ones too many and tens not enough. <laughs> it's true. It's like, I, you know, I, that's know. The, hey, I know. Listen, I used to pour you drinks at the uh, oh, at nighttime. You, you were you weren't pouring drinks, but you were. You were I was you were, distilling drinks. You, <laughs> Like I was loaded, and there was distilled drink and still drinks in the cup. That I still uh, remember that time oh that I was God. sent to that liquor store uh, by a friend of ours. Yep, who lived in Springfield. I I dropped. She needed a ride home fr- from the Basketball Hall of Fame, and she only lived like a mile away. So I I dropped her off, and I said, "Hey, is there a liquor store around here?" Because we weren't going to be broadcasting. the The Patriots game had taken right. over the Mayflower. So we were done. Mar- we were Monday Night Football. So we were done. So we had nothing to do, uh, you know. I mean, other than collect the food from for for the uh, the less fortunate, which you can still do, which you can still do. But wouldn't it be better with a vodka soda in your hand? You're damn right, it So then they send me uh, on on a trip. She goes, oh yeah, there's there's a there's a package store down. The, you know, she's telling me which way to go. <laughs> And she goes, uh, she goes. It's called Frank's Package Store. Right? Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. said, all right. Well, let me say. That. And as I'm driving there, I go, Frank's Package Store. Frank's. Where have I heard the name Frank's Package Store? And then I realize when I get there, oh, anytime I've heard of Frank's Package Store, it's been preceded by and was later shot outside of Frank's <laughs> Package Store, right? And you go in there, and there's nothing available yeah. for you to physically bring up to the counter because every, it's every, like, all bulletproof it's glass. Like Fort Knox in there, yeah. and and it's almost like a like a book suppository because there's a guy with a ladder. Like the depository, the, a book suppository would be very no, uncomfortable. I said suppository on purpose. <laughs> Because it felt like you were getting an enema while you were in there. And this guy's got a ladder, and you're like, and I said, oh, okay, I'll take a bottle of that Tito's up there. And that was the top shelf in that place. And the guy moves the ladder over, grabs the thing, and they're like, yeah, I'll take some of that seltzer water, too. Wow. There was nothing available on a counter. And, it, and they hand it to you through a bank drawer, like like you're at a drive through bank. <laughs> uh, but success. Oh, and yeah. then I brought it back, and... Um, I proceeded to pour you uh, several cocktails, I believe two or three. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, I had which, nowhere to go. Which had the potency of 15. Easy. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got Listen, you fill the glass up with vodka and then a little seltzer water for color. <laughs> it's clear. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon juice will tint it. It's 822 with Bax and Nagel on Rock Auto 2. For details, see you on Fort Street for Oktoberfest at the Student Prince downtown Springfield. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. No Powerball winner last night.
Ah, it's up to like over a billion dollars. Uh, it'd be $1.2 billion for Wednesday, the third largest uh, Powerball jackpot ever, the seventh largest U.S. Ja- lottery jackpot. So, uh, yeah, five people won. Uh, the $100,000 $100, ticket sold in Worcester. Five people won $50,000. Uh, nowhere around here. So, there you go. You know what I would do with that money? I think I know. Two chicks, chicks at, at the, the same, same time. time. You know what? If you had that kind of money, you wouldn't even need to go looking for two chicks to have sex. No, they just show up. They would just show right up at the door. This is why. This is why these people, when you see them win uh, the lottery, it's it's now now that they know that you can do this whole trust fund thing. Yeah. Nobody is letting anybody know that they won, and rightfully so. I wouldn't want to let anybody know that I won. I mean, it would be really hard to hide the fact that you won one point two billion dollars because I'm sure and. It, it's happened. It's yeah. happened with you know the you know six hundred million, seven hundred million dollar jackpots where these trust funds, yeah, you know they act as you know the the representative for your estate. Yeah, you how, do, how does that work? Do, do you, a trust fund? Are you allowed to have the money, or does the I don't get? Yeah, that. you're. I believe you're allowed to take a certain amount out, but you know you don't want to. You know, again, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. I mean, I. I if I had a lot of money, I probably still want to live like uh, like Walter White. Nobody knows. Probably me, you know. Living I'm doing... in a camper, making meth. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. I'm living in a very modest home is with a pizza what... on the roof, and is... I'll be all right. Is that what you're doing in that camper up in New Hampshire? It's really my business, Steve, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it would be. You know, and people say it doesn't make you happy. One point two billion, being a billionaire, doesn't make you happy. But yeah, I'd be willing to be uh, <clears throat> not that happy for a little bit. You know, I, I, the stories that we've heard, uh, I still refer to that guy back in like 2003 who won, or 2002, who won right around Christmas time. He won like the, it was the biggest jackpot at the time, like $300 yeah. million. Dollars the guy with like the big, uh, big cowboy, the cowboy hat. 10-gallon hat, hat right. he had on. And then, uh, you know, it was unfortunate the way the guy, he kind of just let things go and got involved in drugs and drinking and you know, because uh, you have enough money to sustain a habit for a little while. Yeah. And then he was getting like he got arrested. There was a, he had a, a sack full of fifty thousand dollars just in the back of his Cadillac. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of behavior that you would have to watch out for to make sure that you don't get involved in that because it would be easy to just party and go throw right. it away. Right. You know, you, well, I hear a story like that, and that's a cautionary tale. For someone who wins, that's you, you don't want to follow in that guy's footsteps. Well, uh, but would you would like to think that uh, that if you did win, you're smart enough not to have, act like a total dope uh, after you uh, cash the check. That would be kind of fun for a little while, though. Come on. I think it would be fun for a yeah, lot of while. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's just like a, no, like, a mean, good, like, like a good weekend or two. Yeah, this guy's going to a strip club with 50 grand. Uh, man, that sounds like a damn good night. You, they they probably wear your legs out, yeah. With all the lap dances, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think going to a strip club would be what I would do with a billion dollars. No, I would no. like to think I would have yeah some smarter ideas. Oh, I don't. You could buy a strip club for a billion dollars. You can make your own strip club. I sure could. Yeah, yeah. You invite over. Two chicks at the same time. There you go. <laughs> it's everything's working That's out. Right. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai Technicians. Get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. 
is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. A white Kia Santa Fe SUV stolen from a parking lot at Westfield State University led police on a chase through city streets in the early hours of September 30th, reaching speeds of up to 100 miles per hour before police called off their pursuit for safety reasons. Throughout Westfield? Yeah. I don't even know how you do that. They got those speed bumps down the middle of the street. Now. Oh, you're right about that. Yeah. At uh, 12.51 a.m. on Saturday, officers with WSU's campus police contacted the city police department requesting assistance stopping the SUV it, was, it believed was stolen from the university's south lot, according to Westfield Police Captain uh, Steve Dickinson. Campus police uh, officers reported to the city that the, the white Kia was displaying a Rhode Island license tag registered to a red Mitsubishi. Well, those two don't match up. As they attempted no, they do not. <laughs> as they attempted to stop it, it took off on Western Avenue, headed southeast toward downtown at speeds at 80 miles per hour or higher. The university police officers <laughs> broke their chase at what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Western Avenue. Yeah. Through downtown. Yeah. At 80 miles an hour in Westfield. You get there in like two seconds. And how come how come this guy drives to the city of uh, of, of Westfield doesn't get uh, caught up in traffic? I go to Westfield. I'm tied up on the bridge. I'm tied up off the pike. I can't get anywhere in time in Westfield. Actually, uh, traffic is flowing a lot better since they built those two bridges years ago. I don't know. Yeah, I've and had widen, my widen the roads a little bit. Okay, there's but no more trucks getting stuck under the bridge. There have been times I've been in Westfield I could only dream of going 80 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, when they say, uh, like, some of the roads in Westfield are so in such disrepair yeah. that even the speed limit sign of 35 is like, is that a dare or is that, what are you doing here? I used to live off of Meadow Street years ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that street looked like it had been carpet bombed in Vietnam. It's like, it's like <laughs> avoiding potholes yeah. like that is, a, is like a death trap. Uh, yeah, there's still mines buried there. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, anyway, uh, city police officers were trying to get stop sticks in place before the SUV reached downtown, but were unsuccessful. Officers did pull up beside the SUV in an attempt to get a description of the driver, but it continued at speeds that were that officers described as 100 miles per hour or more, and its lights were off. You know, this is this would be the unfort. This is why uh, you know. You gotta pay attention when you're out there driving, because this is. Let's say somebody's getting off of work, or yep. maybe even you're coming home from someplace mm -hmm. at you know twelve thirty in the morning, and out of nowhere, this car could hit somebody and and kill somebody. It also blew through a red light at the intersection of East Main Street and Little River Road, heading east. As the SUV reached the city limits. Pursuing officers broke it off and handed the uh, pursuit off to the West Springfield police. He also said that officers will often break off a pursuit uh, because of the dangers it causes to public safety. But West Springfield police said they received the bolo for the SUV at 1 a.m., but officers weren't able to locate it. Dickinson said he knew office, uh, university police were monitoring the South Lot for criminal activity as a result of a few incidents there over the last couple of weeks. South Lot at Westfield State is on the far side of well, it's, uh, it's across the street from Westfield State, down the road a little bit. Right. So you got, like, neighborhoods in between there. But South Lot, it's just this big empty lot that, you know, I'm sure they got cameras and stuff out there. But it's so big that it's hard to patrol. So it's kind of like a open season for breaking into vehicles and stuff. I suppose. But the idea of you're driving that fast... <laughs> Through the streets, through the tough streets of Westfield? The tough streets of Westfield. How do you even imagine that?
According to the university police logs, there was a vehicle and license plate stolen from the South Lawn on September 20th. Both were recovered, according to the log. The following day, the university police logs reported the breaking and entering of vehicles in South Lot. Those incidents, those incidents remained under investigation. An email and voice message left for the university seeking additional information on the incident were not returned in time for the Westfield News' deadline. Hmm. When's the deadline for the Westfield News? Noon? Probably. 12.01. Just after, well, maybe when they get back from lunch. When they re- after after 1.30, they hit send. I know they had, uh, they had revamped that office to make it not only a newspaper, but a coffee shop. But I think that's gone now. That, that was no coffee shop? I don't think there's a coffee shop there anymore. So you can't like sit back, read the paper, and have a coffee? I think it was a very short-lived uh, uh, thing. Hmm. Because it was like, I think it was about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. Seems like a pretty good business plan. It does seem like a, a good business plan. Well, you know, you got to read a paper. Read a paper, have a coffee. Have a cup. Of, have a cup. Watch some live music at noon. <laughs> Floods don't just ruin your commute to work. They also contain uh, harmful bacteria and pollutants. And after all the summer full of rain, flooding has been an ongoing issue. This summer we saw flooding across New England. Uh, aside from the potential property damage associated with the floods, combined sewage overflows, or CSOs, are a lesser-known danger with serious impacts. Massachusetts sewage system, constructed before World War II, uses the same uh, system of pipes for sewage and stormwater. This type of drainage can also cause CSOs when combined with intense rain. This brings uh, light health effects such as water contamination and algae growth, along with bodily dangers associated with high water. Right. With the record amount of rainfall we've seen, uh, lots of floods. The Connecticut River here is a large proponent of those floods. With those floods, we've also seen CSO discharge. Ooh, I'm gonna, that's what they call it now, CSO discharge. That's what I'm going to say every time I go to the bathroom. What are you doing up there? Doing a little CO, CSO discharge. Isn't that the uh, the TV show that Don Rickles used to be in in the 70s? I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, I'm sorry. That was CPO Sharky. Pretty close, though. Oh, no, no. You're thinking of the robot from the uh, Star Wars. Right? Oh, no, no, Steve. That's... C-3-P-O. No, you're thinking of that uh, community program run by the uh, Springfield Police. No, no, no. That's uh, C-3 per, uh, r- r- Patrolling. Something like Something that. Something like that. I, I, don't don't even, I don't even know. Anyway, uh, after all that uh, stuff I just slewed at you, Springfield is working on a solution to this. The Water and Sewer Commission is currently constructing a pumping facility in downtown, which is set to be completed sometime in the next month. Jamie Bartak of the Springfield Water and Sewer Commission said... The York Street pump station is designed to convey more combined sewer and stormwater capacity to our wastewater plant across the river, and this is going to help reduce the amount of typical CSOs in our waterway. That's the thing you see in the river. It's like strewn across, yeah. laying the pipe right. down. Laying the pipe down mm-hmm. the Connecticut River. You like pumping downtown, don't you? I like laying pipe and pumping downtown. And I like swimming in raw sewage. I love it. Because I love it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else have we got going on? I don't know. It's just the end of the day, and I'm, I'm getting close. And, uh, oh, yeah, here's one. A $15 minimum wage rate started on January 1st after taking more than five years to implement in the state. Now, advocates are looking to raise it again to keep up with rising costs. In 2018, Governor Baker signed an uh, omnibus? Omnibus. What does that mean? Uh, I believe it's a bus with one wheel. Oh, yeah, the omnibus. I used to ride one of those to school every day. Uh, Grand bargain law, which increased the minimum wage to $15 an hour 
Advocates are hoping the legislature will act again and raise the minimum wage to $20 an hour. During a hearing held last week, advocates pointed out the cost of inflation and how it cost more than $18 in July to buy what $15 bought in June of 2018. However, not everyone is in favor of raising the minimum wage. The legislation would raise the minimum wage incrementally. It would raise base pay by $1.25 annually until it reaches 20 in 2027. Wow, we're looking at a raise, Steve. We are looking at a race. I think I'm very close. Now you know who to thank for that. Well, thank you very much. Uh, tipped workers would also have their pay structure change, boosting that wage to $12 in the same year. Both hourly and tipped worker salaries would also increase automatically to keep up with inflation. The legislation remains in committee. I don't know what the solution is. You know, I was just watching a video the other day, and the guy was talking about how, all right, we used to have... Like, you could work your way up through a company. Remember sure. everybody started in the mailroom? Yeah. And you worked your way in mailroom, and 25 years later, you're the CEO of the company. That was like the old American dream. Sure. They don't have mailrooms anymore. And they don't have, like, entry-level positions anymore. No. you. It's you're, more or less like fill in the blank here and come on over here and work. I don't know how uh, today's youths are going to do it. You know, they come out of college to saddle with, like, uh, $250,000 worth of debt. And now they got to find their entry-level position in which they will make pure, straight-up garbage for the first couple of years with their degree. But with, th- Without any of those same opportunities that we had when th- we were young. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not the same. And, and I know there's a lot of people out there that say, well, you're too lazy to work. I don't think it's that. I think it's the fact that you can't afford, even if you're working at minimum wage, yeah. to try to sustain yourself. The it's- rent... Think of it. You work at minimum wage. You're a college kid. You just graduated college. Even yeah. if you didn't graduate college, even if you went to a trade school or something like that. Right. You get out of it. Uh, there's no work for you yet. Okay. Well, you got to pick up a job at uh, McDonald's or any other num- number of retailers. Anything. Well, minimum wage with 12 bucks. Yeah. Right. You can't pay rent on 12 bucks. You can't, you can't have. You can't have everything. Well, minimum wage has always been uh, terribly inadequate. I mean, I remember uh, when I was young, minimum wage was just cracking the $5 mark yeah, per well, hour. I, I remember working at McDonald's yeah. when I was 16, and I was paid $4.25 an hour. Yeah. Well, you couldn't you couldn't live on that back then either. No, but for a kid, that was a good amount because you were living at home, and $4.25 right. an hour, uh, you were able to save up enough money to you know, maybe buy some car insurance for a vehicle that you had or something mm-hmm. like that. You can't even do that anymore. So I don't know what the solution is. I know it's like, but but the other the other piece to that is the minimum wage goes up, but the gap gets smaller between the people who are have actually worked and put in their time for right. a job. So now, like, let's say uh, you're making forty bucks an hour, yeah, and you're far enough away from from twelve bucks an hour, mm-hmm. but now. The increase goes to twenty dollars an hour. Right. So then now you're reducing that gap in there. Well, here's what it gets in between. So, here's where it gets really difficult. Yeah. So let's say I'm a small business owner and I, and, and I only really have a workforce of minimum wage employees. Okay. Yeah. Could be a restaurant. Could be a bar. Could be anything. I mean, but nevertheless, in order for me to suddenly be required to pay additional uh, money per hour from my from my workforce. 
that's going to mean that I'm going to have to take away something from the business in order to do that. Many small businesses simply can't afford to be paying more than minimum wage. That's right. why they hire minimum wage help. It's not about, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, greedy or, you know, looking to gouge anybody. But the reality is some small businesses, you know, are barely scraping by, yeah. which means that the consumer of your business is probably going to have to take on the responsibility of paying extra for whatever you're, you're buying or selling. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, uh, the people who are paying for the minimum wage increase are all of us. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, like, uh, how do you get out of that? How do well, you, you don't. You can't. A good part of the economy is based on minimum wage jobs. There's no getting around it. You're not going to... You're not going to pay someone who's making a minimum wage suddenly $75,000 a year because it's the right thing to do. You probably can't sustain that if you're an employer. No, but you should at least bring it up to a, an amount that's sustainable to provide basic needs. If your business can still withstand that kind of increase. Most small businesses probably can't. Right, but when you're on a national level, like a, like a chain. I agree. Whatever, I agree. But not everybody's working on the national level. Most people are working for small businesses. I don't know. There's, there's so much to this. I know. This is See, why I don't get involved. Everything is connected to everything. This that's is, that's the thing to, re- to remember about any kind of economic dis- uh, discussion. Everything has a connection to everything. This is why I miss the days of five-finger vodka drinks. You know? Yeah. No, hey, listen, I'm with you on that one. Five fingers. Right here on the side. Actually, you bit the thumb in there. You yeah, get the, yeah, yeah, two you, two fingers, but you spread your but you, you spread, spread your them apart like, like this. So pinky it looks in like the thumb. Gi- yeah, yeah, those yeah. are two fingers. Yeah. right there. Yeah, life's so much better doing it that way. I'm worrying about this. <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, let's see, uh, sunny, high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 83. It's uh, 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. New office. New employees, new office for Classic Rock. It's eight fifty four. Stone Temple Pilots at Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Uh, it is going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of uh, let's see, uh, eighty one. And then uh, tomorrow, sunny and a high of eighty three. Thursday looking great. Sunny and a high of eighty six. And then rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for your Columbus Day weekend. Isn't that pretty? <sighs> so pretty. What time? Well, you I mean listen. Uh, rain on Friday meaning what? Are we getting like poured on on Friday, or yeah, it's like it's only showing two raindrops coming from the cloud as opposed to Saturday's three. All so right. maybe it's like a like a chance of rain. Because the uh, mighty Oktoberfest needs to be a a, a good night, you know. Because yeah. I've been there when it's uh, the weather has not been uh, all that terrific, and when the weather's uh, fine, it's a blast. We actually happen to have tickets. Uh, to uh, the Mighty Oktoberfest at the Fort this weekend. Uh, a four-pack of tickets. You'll have uh, the Berkshire Mountain Wanderers, uh, then the uh, tapping of the keg, and then trailer trash on Friday. That's when I'll be there from uh, 5.30 to 7.30. It's going to be a great, great time. Hope you're down there. Don't worry about the uh, the weather forecast. You know how those things are, you know, a bunch of garbage anyway. Yeah, um... And then, you know, on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. you, you can come out and see Marty Caproni and I at uh, Ciro's down in Springfield. And that's an indoor show. It's an indoor show. And uh, for 45 bucks, you get yeah. comedy and delicious Italian cuisine. Oh, well, there you go. How about that? How about that? Can't but, beat that. 
But I I have the four packet tickets for the uh, the Oktoberfest tenth caller two nine three one zero two one. Yeah, I know. I'm just telling you what else you can do the weekend in case you don't win the Oktoberfest tickets, or you just go to the Oktoberfest and you're like, mm. oh, okay, well I'll go to that on Sunday as well. I'm just pr- double promoting. No, things I, here. I listen. I totally get it. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not suggesting that you're taking any kind of uh, excitement away from my event. Uh, it's a different night. <clears throat> well, my event is pretty exciting too. It's oh yeah, no, listen. Ex- I mean, we're not tapping any kegs. Just busting some chops, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm talking that's, about. That's going to yeah. be a great night. <laughs> All right, call it then. Yeah, it's 8.56 on Rock 102.